I did a podcast with Dr. Jem Tonkowicz for our series at Wyoming Catholic College. Uh, and it was about this series of, of um, poems and why I'm doing it and what they are and so on. Um, Dr. Tonkowicz asked me toward the end of it what we could do to get children interested in poetry. And my answer was that I think children are naturally interested in poetry because they love the playfulness of language. They love uh, the silliness of what you can do with words, but also they respond as uh, do most people if they are honest with themselves to the, the patterning of, of language and the kinds of experience that can come through hearing a, a good poem. I make up limericks for my grandkids and my children, and those are, are fun. Uh, they tend to remember them even if I can't. And, uh, you know, some of them, like our daughter Julia's nickname is Juf, given to her by one of her sisters at some time in the past. So you can make up silly limericks, uh, like this one that she knows by heart. There once was a pigeon named Juf who lived with her friends on the roof. The hawks would come by and tempt her to fly, but she would just sit there aloof. Um, I've got other ones for, you know, granddaughters named Esther, grandsons named Stefano, and so on. Um, but when I'm thinking about children's poetry and what could make you love the, the language of poetry and just be drawn to it, I always come back to Lewis Carroll and Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass. Uh, Carol was a mathematical genius, as I'm sure you know, and the whole of Alice in Wonderland is filled with puzzles and conundrums and such. Um, but nothing, I think, sticks in the mind so much as, as his poem Jabberwocky, uh, which is truly a classic. I'm just gonna read through it, um, and then I will make some profound, really profound comments about it that you can take home and tell to your own grandchildren. Anyway, kidding. Here's, here's Lewis Carroll's Jabberwocky. Twas brillig and the slithy toves did gyre and gimble in the wabe. All mimsy were the borrow goves and the moam wraths outgrabe. Beware the jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the jubjub bird and shun the frumious bandersnatch. He took his vorpal sword in hand. Long time the mangsome foe he sought. So rested he by the tum-tum tree and stood a while in thought. And as in uffish thought he stood, the Jabberwock, with eyes of flame, came whiffling through the Tolgy wood and burbled as it came. One, two, one, two, and through and through the vorpal blade went snickersnack. He left it dead, and with its head he went galumphing back. And hast thou slain the Jabberwock? Come to my arms, my beamish boy. O frabjous day, kalu kalay, he chortled in his joy. Twas brillig, and the slithy toves did gyre and gimble in the wave. All mimsy were the borrow goves, 
and the moam wraths outgrave. Oh, so what makes this poem so wonderful? Um, you get the whole feel for an action, you know, the young hero going out and fighting the monster. And yet most of the words in the poem um, are completely made up by Lewis Carroll. So how do we, how does the language carry the sense of this? Um, it's the positioning of the words in the, in the sentences. Uh, English is a word order language, unlike Latin or Greek. So when you see slithy toves, even though you don't know what a tove is, much less what would make one slithy, you understand instantly that slithy modifies toves. Then if you're gonna have a tove at all, um, a slithy one is probably not the kind you wanna have. Or maybe so. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a kind of word that you could figure out where Carol is getting it by putting together slimy and lithe, things like that. Uh, Twas brillig somehow sounds like a very um, bright winter day. It's hard to say why. Um, all mimsy where the borough goes. Then you and you get the idea. Um, it's it's a poem that demonstrates uh, very effectively how word order carries so much meaning in English, and it it just has you know the the delightful. Uh, aspects of of these invented words. The Jabberwock with eyes of flame came whiffling through the Tulji wood. Uh, even if these words didn't exist before, uh, their their meaning somehow comes across with a, a beautiful vividness of of effect, uh, even without rational understanding, which is one of those. Um, aspects of poetry worth considering uh, in, in more depth. And certainly I think it's one of those things that makes us understand better why children love poetry even before they can claim to have some kind of intellectual grasp on its deeper meanings.